4: That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off.
5: This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
4: Do not believe the big lie. And it's easy to believe the big lie. We're going to tell you what that big lie is here in just a few. I'm going to tell you a long story about me running for office, about how internal politics works, because I'm going to ask you to do something today, something to think about, something to pray about. We're going to talk about this stimulus bill. We're going to talk about the coolest 12-year-old in the history of mankind and which vehicle gets more DUIs than all the others. This is weird. But first, we're going to do something I don't do all the time. I rarely do. We're going to talk about a story you know. Most of you, I should say, know. We are going to go back to Greece in the year 480 BC, and we're going to tell the story of the 300 Spartans taking on the Persians. Remember, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter at Jesse Kelly DC. I'm on Facebook too in Parlor. You can find the show on Twitter at Jesse Kelly Show. Chris puts up videos and stuff like that. Tomorrow. Because it's my last show of the year, and I made the decision last night, I am going to tell that story, the dark, dark story I promised you. I'm going to tell it for our history segment tomorrow, and let me just give you a heads up now, and I'm going to give you a couple heads ups throughout the show. Remember, I will always do a show you can listen to with your kids. You will never have to turn it off for, you know, perverse reasons and stuff like that. Tomorrow's show is 100% accurate. It's historically accurate. I will do the best I can to sugarcoat some of it, but I'm giving it to you right between the eyes tomorrow. And it's going to be dark. Maybe the darkest show we've ever done. And then after that, we're going to do an Ask Dr. Jesse Wednesday because I know you love that. And we have a blast with it here So email your questions today. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Jesse at com. 480 BC. Here's the old sitch. Here's the situation in the world at the time. Persia is running it. (laughs) The, The Achaemenid Persian Empire was so absurdly gigantic and I don't want to say tolerant and gentle because that's not really accurate if you look into it, but really not that tyrannical compared to the other empires of their time. I want you to just so you can get a good idea of it because you and I don't, we're not raised... Talking too much about the Persians, you'll learn about them in history class, of course, but each region of the world kind of focuses on their own history more, even other parts of the world that are tied to them. Like when you and I learn about history, I'll tell you, I loved history growing up. I remember learning about the Greeks. I don't remember learning about the Persians. I'm sure they mentioned them, but that's because as Americans, we have more of a tie-in with the Greeks. We don't have that tie-in with the Persians. But people do not understand how gigantic this empire was and powerful. Pull up a world map just on your phone briefly. You know we do this from time to time. And I want you to look at something. I want you to look at India. India is easy to find, right? You see India there? And I want you to go from east to west, India clear to Egypt and Turkey. In the West, Iraq, Iran, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, everything you see was owned by the Achaemenid Persian Empire at that time. Do you have any idea how big that landmass is? Look at Europe. You can fit Europe in that landmass, all of it. They were huge. And they were, when I said tolerant, Understand this about the Persians. Obviously, yes, they'd pull your fingernails out, and they're the ones who came up with scaphism, which may be the worst way to die in history. I think we decided it was the worst way to die in history. Perhaps I should elaborate on that later on in the show, Chris. Oh, that's gruesome. You know what? Write that down. I'll tell I'll tell everybody. what uh, We have to. We have to tell them what it is later on in the show. So tolerance may be a little strong when you hear about scaphism, but the Persians were much more hands-off than many... Your colonial empires. They wouldn't come in and force you, blow up your gods, burn down your buildings. They were much more along the lines of no, keep your gods, do your thing, keep your traditions, just pay your taxes, send us troops when you want or when we demand them. We're in charge, but you have your life. Empires, city states would often willingly come over to the Persians because. Being part of the Persian Empire really wasn't that bad. And they did that on purpose. They wanted it to be a, I mean, I don't, welcome. See, I'm making it sound way nicer than it was, but it wasn't that bad. And plus you had the protection of the Persian Empire. Remember, as we've said a thousand times, colonization ain't that bad. They want you to think it's the most evil thing in the world. There were a lot of places out there happy to be gobbled up by the Persian Empire. Please, yeah, of course. However, we have to go across and explain Greece really quickly first before we can say what happened. Greece was a collection of city-states. Greece was not a country. It was not a nation at all. They did share a language. They did share a religion. They shared the same gods. So they're very, very, very similar Culturally, there's a lot of crossover there. Obviously, Athens is drastically different than Sparta, who's drastically different than Thieves. There are different, there are different cultures inside, but still. Greece is not one nation. They're often killing each other. However... They do have this thing where they get protective of each other and they have alliances almost all the time amongst the city-states. You have Sparta and Athens. You know about them. But Sparta will have several little Greek city-states who are allies of it. And Athens will do the same. And there were these Ionian Greeks who were part of the Persian Empire. They're on the eastern part of the Greek Empire. And they rebelled against Persia. Athens... Athens decides they're going to get involved and try to help out their Ionian Greeks. It doesn't work out, but Persia, powerful and tolerant as they may be, they're not going to put up with that, nor would any empire back in the day. Again, Persia gets a lot of bad press. The movie 300 did them no favors either, but Empires in the day, you don't put up with rebellion, you show up. I'm not saying you have to go full Assyrian and drape the walls with the skins of your flayed enemies. However, it is kind of important that you do put it down and put it down forcefully. And you also can't stand a uppity Greek city-state jumping in and putting their nose in your business. And we think of the Greeks as the modern, you know, foundation of democracy. We can already see the white pillars, and everybody loves Greek mythology and that kind of stuff. You already see all that. Persia was the advanced empire here, and Persia viewed the Greeks as barbarians. Now, that probably was Persia's big mistake. Because there are barbarians and then are barbar and then there are barbarians. The Greeks were more organized than that, but that's how Persia looked at the Greeks. Then there was some an incident with the with the, uh, emissaries where the Greeks killed some of those and now Persia has to respond. And remember, they ended up fighting the Battle of Marathon. Persia loses. Persia didn't think they gave their best effort. Well, they're about to give their best effort now, an invasion is coming. All right. Stimulus bill talk. Hang on.
5: This is the Jesse Kelly show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out.
4: Natural medicines and holistic healing approaches. These things are known to alleviate the things that plague us. We we all have something, don't we? Anxiety. You have any of that lately? I mean, look, look at our situation right now. There's plenty of that going around. Headaches, joint pain, sleeplessness. Well, I choose CBD. It's just something I've chosen. Doctors Trusted CBD Company, they made my choice easier because all CBD is not the same. Let me say that again. All CBD is not the same. The quality is so varied. Well, I don't know how to find the best quality, but Doctors Trusted CBD Company did. They researched the whole industry. That's why you only find the best at DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 5% off and a free lip balm. Follow, like,
5: and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show.
4: Each vehicle gets more DUIs than other vehicles, and I mean a lot more. Don't look it up. Don't be cheating. We will get to that here in a few. We have some Rand Paul dropping fire in brimstone audio today. It is glorious. Rand Paul, man. He's too short to be president, Chris, but I like him. Is he short? Have you kn- Oh, gosh. He's tiny. Tiny. I met him one time. I felt like I was babysitting. I'll quit. We can make jokes. Chris. All right, quit. Back to the 300. Persia decides they can't let this battle of marathon thing go, which they lost to the Greeks. They can't let the Ionian revolt go where Athens stuck their nose in it. They're going to go do something about it. Persia begins to pull in troops. We have to adjust our thinking when it comes to how long this takes. A pre- an invasion of this size would have taken years. Think how long it is. You, you saw that span. Think how long it takes. And I don't. I know this is a bit of a nerdy detail, so I'm not going to dwell on it too much. But let's just this picture the, the Persian capital, wherever it is. Picture the Persian capital having to send people out. You have to send messengers out on foot. There aren't carrier pigeons. You're sending messengers out on foot to all the, well, on horseback, to all the other nations you have, telling them, organize your army and send it to me. Okay, well, now they have to organize their armies in the various places. Some of these guys are going to have to conscript people for it. That's going to take time. You're going to have to equip them. Once it's equipped, you're going to have to supply them for the journey. Once the journey, are you seeing what I mean? You don't just snap your fingers. I'm mad at Greece. We're invading tomorrow. Oftentimes, wars, ancient wars like this, they were generational. The father does the prep and the son finishes it off. Alexander the Great, ring any bells? You know why he invaded Greece? His dad was prepping for it a long time before he died. Xerxes, who was the current king of Persia, also done no favors by the movie 300. He is not, he's not that bad. Now, he's not that good either. It's not as if he's the greatest of the kings. They had Cyrus and Darius. Like Persia really had some incredible kings early on. Xerxes is more of the rich kid. Probably pretty tough to grow up. As a grounded individual, when the king of your empire, who is now you, is called the king of kings, when you have all the wealth you could ever desire, who knows what was going on in the harem at the time, all the food, all the booze, they, people worship you as a god, it, probably a little difficult to stay grounded. Remember what we talked about the other day about Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks? Getting a little too hooked on the celebrity. Too many cable news shows. I love you, Dr. Burks. Can I get a picture with you? I love you. That's addicting. What do you think it's like when they carry you around on a throne? Chris, can we do that? What? We can get the people here for an hour to carry me around on a throne. It's not difficult. They still do that. All right. Back to the point at hand. That task at hand. They gather... 200,000 men for this invasion. They do estimate it was 500,000 as far as all the support staff added in, but they gather 200,000 men for their invasion. And the Greeks, again, this stuff takes so long. The Greeks know this is coming and Athens and Sparta have already gotten together. They form a league essentially saying, Hey, I'll provide the army because I'm Sparta and we're studs. Athens, you know all about this shipping thing. I think that's for women, so you do that. In all seriousness, they were gathering themselves together. Xerxes is already sending emissaries to all the Greek city-states. There were many, and telling them, and it, that, that they got this right from the movie. He was telling them he demands earth, earth, earth and water. What he's saying is, I demand that you bow your knee to me, you're going to work for me. You're going to give me troops to fight against your fellow Greeks. However, it's not that bad of a life. Xerxes goes to cross the Hellespot. You can look that up. That's that tiny strip of water. Probably gives you a pretty good window into the mentality of this person. The first time he tries to cross the Hellespont, it is destroyed. There's a bad, bad storm that comes up. Um... He has people executed for that, and then he has people walk into the water and whip the water for daring to defy him. So, okay, I, we're, not, we're not dealing with the most grounded individual in the history of mankind. I don't know that he's doing well mentally. However, this is still a humongous force, but we need to pause for just a brief moment because the devil is in the details And we need to talk about the Force. You saw in the movies, or in the movie 300, I should say, if you saw it, Xerxes had these guys that were all scary monster looking called the Immortals. That was actually a real group. No, they did not look like that at all. However, there were 10,000 of them. They were known as his personal guard. They were highly trained. Well-armored, great weapons. These were very, very, very good troops. Were they Sparta good? Well, we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. However, the other troops Xerxes had aren't necessarily what you're thinking. When you think about this massive Persian empire, it's easy to fall into this trap of thinking about this huge Persian army. You think about it like, a, like the American army. Look at them. They're all dressed the same with the same weapons. These guys are all different. They come from all different parts of the world. Many, many, many of them are simply people who've been forced into this. They're poor farmers, and I mean most of them are poor people. They don't have good armor. They don't have good spears. They don't have this. Now, obviously, there are plenty of warriors mixed in there, but what is one thing most of that area I pointed out to you, most of the Persia, what's what's one thing that area has in common? Think about it for a second. Look at that map again. What's one thing about it? It's hot. It's really hot. Here's the thing. Armies, historically, they oftentimes reflect, for obvious reasons, the area where they come from. Armies who fight in the heat like that learn to fight light. You don't wear a bunch of clothing. You don't wear heavy armor. You can't carry around super heavy shields. Why? Because you'll die of heat stroke in the Egyptian desert while you're trying to fight a war. However, now you know why the American military to this day, I did it, does so much cross training in different environments. You really need to know how to fight somewhere else with a different fighting style. This is going to come back to bite the Persian army badly. They cross the Hellespont. It really is supposed to be this marvel of engineering. I think it's, I may have this number wrong, I think it's a mile and a half wide. But they built these ships. They they parked the ships beside each other and built this platform across it of, of dirt and wood. And picture 500,000 people crossing a ship bridge across the Hellespont. People ask me a lot some historical things i die to see. I, I'd like to see that engineering project. I would love to see what that looks like. You wouldn't? Chris, what's wrong with you? You'd rather see Julius Caesar's bridge on the Rhine? I get that. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. They cross over. The Greeks now have a plan. The plan is the Athenians are going to try to block the 1,200-ship Persian fleet at sea, while the Spartans and some others are going to try something else. Hang on. We'll talk about that. And also, the big lie we all believe too often. Hang on.
5: Jesse Kelly.
3: One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy. Your football buddy. Or you, your best man. Your worst man. (gasps) You Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners.
4: It's weird to me when people are cool very young I don't I don't consider I didn't think of myself as a huge dork when I was twelve years old, but I think back to it now, man, what a huge dork I was. We're gonna talk about the coolest twelve year old ever later on in the show. Remember, tomorrow, last show of the year. it is an ask Dr. Jesse Wednesday. And again, a word of caution, tomorrow's history segment is going to be dark. I can't, there's nothing I can do to sugarcoat it. Do the best I can to shave off some of the rough de- rough edges, but I'm giving it to you right between the eyes. That's just a little heads up before we get there. Debated whether or not to even do the show, but we're doing it. Now, Persia. They caught Greek spies. Remember, the Greeks are looking at the Persians and their army that's crossing and whatnot. Now, here's when you know you're powerful. Persia captures Greek spies and promptly turns around and lets them go. So they can run back and tell their individual city-states how scary the Persian juggernaut is. And... It works. A lot of it works. The Persians are coming in from the north. You need to think about this like a northern invasion. They're coming into Greece in the north, and city-states start falling. We like to think of this as the time when all of Greece united against the Persian horde. No, 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 no. These were individual city-states, and honestly— You can't fault lots of the smaller ones for it. What are they going to do? There's no one up there to defend them. Let's see. We can all be burned alive or we can survive another day. I, I don't know what's right and what's wrong there, but they start falling. The Spartans, they have a bit of a situation on their hands. You see, the Spartans have this religious festival going on called the carnea don't worry about what it is it doesn't matter it was a long way of me saying these people who lived and died for war were not allowed to fight during this period of time however this is the period of time the persians are invading i can't, we can't postpone this but but they couldn't so king leonidas or leonidas depending on however you want to say, people say it a million different ways leonidas gathers 300 dudes with him and, let's be clear about this, about 7,000 other Greek hoplites from other city-states. And these 300 were considered to be Leonidas' personal bodyguard. That's why he was allowed to take them with him. They're his personal king's guard. And they head up north. They head up north, and their plan is simply find a place where we can delay the Greeks. Now, there is something that we've all been lied to about. I don't want to burst any bubbles on this, but let's be honest about this here. They were not going north on a suicide mission. That is not how they thought about this. They were going north in order to find a place where they could delay the Persian army long enough so they would get reinforcements helping them. We, we have twisted this story around. It's not accurate. We're, there, we're all going off to die. Now, obviously, they knew there was a good chance they were going to die, but they didn't know this was a foregone conclusion. They thought maybe we'll find a spot to hold off the Persians long enough while everyone else gets organized. Everyone's scrambling right now, getting organized, calling up troops, You know, arming them. Let's, let's, let's do this. They're trying to force a delay. One, to get reinforcements, like I just said. Two, What have we talked about a thousand times? That great Marine Robert Barrows quote. What do amateurs study and what do professionals study? Amateurs study tactics. Professionals study logistics. That Xerxes could even gather 500,000 people and, and traipse them across the globe is impressive. That they could supply them for any length of time is extremely impressive. However, there's no way... With logistics being what they were at that time, there's simply no way you can feed and supply an army of that size for very long. Lots of times when you see large invading forces like that, they will die on the vine if they don't take a large city or two right off the bat because you need the resupply or your guys are going to starve to death. The Greeks are well aware of this too. They're going to try to use the Persian numbers against them. One, we'll delay them while our guys get ready. Two, let's stop them long enough. They're going to starve to death if they last out here more than a few days. And the Persians have another problem, a problem we don't think about very often because we're spoiled In it's 2020. You know what they didn't have a lot of in Greece? Remember what we talked about before? One of the ways Rome crossed, uh, conquered the world? Rhodes. They didn't have hardly any of those at this time in the ancient world and hardly any in Greece. You need roads and lots of them if you're going to supply that many people. So the Persians had to have their navy right beside them. What's forced the Persians to march really along the coast? That's where all the food is. That's where all your stuff is. You, you don't have the roads. It's kind of a weird thing to think about, right? You don't have the roads to do it. They found a place where... Famous now called Thermopylae. It looks different now from what I understand. I've never been there. Erosion and stuff like that has made it look much different. But at the time, there was a mountain on the left, from the Greek perspective, a mountain on the left, a 25-meter flat plot of ground, and then a cliff down to the ocean, 25 meters. The Spartans lined up. The Persians marched up. And Persians, the Persia couldn't believe that a force this small was was opposing them. There's a path through the mountains that would lead down behind the Spartans, and again, contrary to the myth, Leon Leonidas wasn't unaware of this path. He was very aware of the path he was very aware of the danger it would p- would pose to him and he was smart enough to take a thousand of his 7000 they weren't his guys but other greek when we're about to find out the difference between spartans and other greeks he took a thousand of the other greeks and put them up in the pass so they would be able to oppose the persians if the persians discovered that path and tried to come around behind him again this was not a suicide mission this was a well thought-out military campaign. Are they man? You know, 7,000 versus 200,000? Yeah, but they did have a plan here, and the plan was not for everybody to die. It was not. Day number one happens. Obviously, there's some negotiating there. This is where we get all the great Spartan lines. Lay down your weapons, and the Spartans yelling back, come and get them. These are things that actually happened. That wasn't just in the movie 300. uh, uh Our arrows will blot out the sun and the Spartans responding. Then we will fight in the shade. That's not just a movie line. That's historical. That's what I mean. How great are the Spartans? How great are the Spartans? My favorite story of all time, not to get sidetracked, is when Philip II of Macedonia, Alexander the Great's father, he's kicking everyone's rear end and he can easily take over Sparta at this point. Sparta's aged and broken down. And sends a, sends a letter to the Spartans saying, if you don't you know, submit to me, I will raise your cities to the ground and things like that. And Sparta sends back a one-word response that says, if. <laughs> How great are they? <laughs> How great is that? They didn't even have walls on their city. No walls. We don't need walls. Please do me a favor. Come on in and try. Please. <laughs> Gosh, they're awesome. All right. I'm going to try to wrap up this battle in the next segment because we have so much to get to today. We have some Rand Paul audio. Gosh, fire and brimstone. Nancy Pelosi too. Hmm. Hmm. I kind of, I kind of love that she's a great bad guy. Chris, is that sick? She's not as good as the Clintons, but you, you somehow, she's even more hateable. More hateable. All right, we got all that. Hang on.
5: Missed out? Catch up. Ah! KellyShow.com. No word in English language is
0: less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date?
1: Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together.
0: Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate.
5: <laughs> I can probably swim.
2: Uh, you should wait 30 minutes.
5: Mm, okay, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving, a message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
4: You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC. The Jesse Kelly show has its own Twitter page at Jesse Kelly show. That'll be nice to have as soon as they get finished running me off all the social media platforms for being offensive. Chris, what? What? Got some great Ram Paul audio. This stimulus bill, man, people, people are losing their minds. I have people in my life. They're like, when are we going to war? <laughs> Calm down here. We're not, Not going to war. We'll address that in a few. I'm going to tell you my story here in a few about what it's like taking on the GOP establishment. Did I ever tell you about the time they tried to bribe me out of the race? Never told you about that? I never told you about that? Oh, I'll tell you about it today. You'll love this. All right, let's wrap up this story. Persians and Greeks, they slam into each other. The Greek phalanx is something you already know about because you listen to my show. Shields locked, overlapping, spears, stabbing, eight, ten-foot spears. The Persians run into a major, major, major problem on day one. One, they bring out the archers first. Keep in mind, this whole time Athens is blocking Persia at sea. Athens managed to get their navy in a great spot where they're blocking the Persians at sea. The Persians roll out their archers, and this is historically how Persia conquered a lot of their places. They simply had way more archers than other places were used to, and they did blot out the sun, and they would just... Destroy your army before you ever engaged. This was how they were used to fighting. Styles make fights, as you hear all the time in boxing and M- in MMA today. Well, we're about to see the fatal flaw of the archers. That works great when you're fighting Egyptians, when you're fighting tribes in India, when you're fighting these people. You know where archers aren't doing you any good? When you're far- fighting against heavily armored Greek hoplites with gigantic shields. They simply put their shields in the air and all your arrows either bounce off or fail to get any significant penetration. The Persians pour archery into the Spartans that day and do no damage, none. The Spartans are totally fine. Okay, well, not the end of the world. Persia then does something, an understandable thing, not the most humane thing in the world, but understandable if you're King Xerxes, You have this huge invasion force. Remember, your goal is not to take Thermopylae. Your goal is to simply brush aside these annoying Greeks in Thermopylae and go take over all of Greece. You have a a lot of things to do here. You have a lot of countryside to cover. You don't want to waste your best troops on these guys. Not very many of them. He sends some of his weakest, most poorly equipped troops up there, and it is an absolute massacre. Bodies stacked on top of each other massacre. The Spartans take no damage. None. And they are slaughtering the Persians. The the Persian bodies are the, the blood is soaked into the ground by this point in time. The Persians simply cannot get close enough to the Spartans to hurt them. The Spartans, it's not just the shields and the armor. The spears are so much longer than any other hand-to-hand weapon the Persians have. It was not their fighting style. And it sounds small. It's not. If I can stab you three feet before you can stab me, it's going to be a quick fight for you. The Persians get slaughtered on day one. Slaughtered. They even bring out the immortals. Remember the 10,000 elite troops, well-armored? Well, guess what they didn't have? They also didn't have eight-foot spears. And these amazing immortals go up against the Spartans. And, well, historically, we don't have to guess who would have won in one of those who-done-it things. The Spartans absolutely mopped up the immortals like they weren't even there. The Spartans were bad men. Well, when you're, when you're taken from your home at 7 and put into military training for the rest of your life, you will tend to be fairly tough. Maybe not the most well-rounded person in the world, but pretty tough. That was day one. Day two rolls out, and the Persians are getting very frustrated. Xerxes is getting very, very angry. We have now times where the Persians will approach the Greek forces, and one dude will step out. A challenger, a champion, and he will challenge an individual Greek or challenge anybody. Somebody come out and fight me and we'll do a one-on-one in front of the armies type thing. You saw something like that in uh, the movie Troy. They did that. Send out your champion. We'll send out ours. Well, in many Greek city states, it's illegal to break away from the phalanx. Not Not frowned upon, illegal. Death penalty. You fight as a group. You don't break ranks. The Spartans just simply laughed at the champions and stayed right where they were. No, I'm good. Come on over. We're ready for you. Day two goes the exact same way. Xerxes now throws 50,000 of his Persians up against these Greeks. And they're still getting slaughtered. And the Persians are running into problems now where they're having to step over the dead bodies of the already other dead Persians. And they're getting stabbed while they do it. It's just A disaster so far. Day three brought something else. This is the part that's been misunderstood. We have to explain what actually happened. We're going to wrap this up and we're going to get to all this awesome stuff. Hang on. Stimulus bill, the stimulus bill that's going to pass. We're going to talk about what's in it, but the stimulus bill, get this. It weighs 30 pounds in paper. One bill weighs 30 pounds. I saw somebody hauling it through Capitol Hill yesterday. The actual printed out pieces of paper. He had one of those flat carts like you get at Lowe's when you go load up on hardware stuff. He had one of those flat carts hauling it to the floor. Over 5,500 pages. And here's the thing. I'm going to wrap up our Greek story in just a second, but here's the thing you're going to have to accept about this stimulus bill. And don't worry, we're going to talk through it, and I'm going to give you a solution, all right? But here's the thing. It's our fault. It's our fault. They do this. They do this openly. They do this right in our faces because they don't respect us. They don't. They, they show you that. Hang on. We'll talk about it.
5: The Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
6: Republicans like to mock modern monetary theory the idea that government can print money with impunity, that government can spend whatever it wants without the need to tax. Modern monetary theory is basically the Dick Cheney, deficits don't matter crowd, trussed up with a new fancy title. Most Republicans rightly lampoon this quackery, that is, when they're not practicing the quackery themselves. Today, many of these same Republicans will vote for a bill That makes modern monetary theory look like child's play in comparison. The monster spending bill presented today is not just a deficits don't matter disaster, it is everything Republicans say they don't believe in. This bill is free money for everyone. Proponents don't care if you're fully employed or own your own house or own your own business. Free money for everyone, they cry. And yet, If free money were the answer, if money really grew on trees, why not give more free money? Why not give it out all the time? Why stop at $600 a person? Why not $1,000? Why not $2,000? Maybe these new free money Republicans should join the Everybody Gets a Guaranteed Income Caucus. Why not 20000 a year for everybody? Why not 30000 If we can print up money with impunity, why not do it? The Treasury can just keep printing the money. That is, until someone points out that the emperor has no clothes and that the dollar no longer has value. To so-called conservatives who are quick to identify the socialism of Democrats, If you vote for this spending monstrosity, you are no better. When you vote to pass out free money, you lose your soul and you abandon forever any semblance of moral or fiscal integrity.
4: Mm. Senator Rand Paul dropping fire and brimstone out there. Oh, gosh, Chris, get him on the show. That's official. We're getting, we're having Rand Paul on the show. I'm not even kidding. That was awesome. I I cannot promise you I won't be playing that again during this show. That's that's how awesome that was. Man, shout it from the rooftops, Rand. All right, let's wrap this thing up here. We got too much other stuff <laughs> because this stimulus bill. People are so mad. Day three, battle of Thermopylae between Persia and the Greeks. Yes, there was a traitor in the Greek ranks who went to the Persians and told them about the path behind the Spartans. However, the Persians didn't sneak up there unmolested and just sneak in behind the Spartans who had no idea. The Spartans knew about the path. They had a thousand Phokian Greeks up there, hoplites. They had them stationed on the path to stop the Persians if they came. And the devil, as is so often, is is in the details. You can see the path, you can find the path, you can put a thousand troops up there, but Leonidas only had three hundred Spartans. He had to take a thousand someone else, and a thousand of someone else. They don't have Spartan discipline. They don't have Spartan training. You took a thousand Phocian troops and put them up there, and they were asleep when the Persians got there. They didn't even have their armor on. The Persians, and the Persians sent their immortals up there too, and the Persians see them. The Greeks see the immortals. The Greek Phokians don't fight because they thought they were going to die because they weren't even armored up yet. They essentially stepped aside and stepped up on a hill and said, just, just tried to protect themselves on an isolated place. The immortals very wisely just ignored them and marched on by. They didn't care about those guys. They wanted by the Greeks. They march around behind the Greeks. They're obviously discovered pretty quickly. Now the Greeks are in deep trouble. The Thebans, shamefully, which are 20% of the total men here for the Greeks, the Thebans see what's happening and defect to the other side. They go tell Xerxes, sorry, the Spartans made us fight for them. We didn't want to. They defect to the other side. The Spartans now realize this is the point in time they do know this is a suicide mission as soon as they're surrounded. They charge at the Persians. Credit to the Spartans. They don't sit and wait. They charge at the Spartans. King Leonidas goes down. He dies. The, the Persians keep trying to get his body and they're fought off, they say, four times by the Spartans who will not let them take Leonidas's body, which is so cool. And now the Spartans are forced to back off because their spears are starting to break. The Persians are attacking them from every side. Their weapons are worn down. They are worn down. We say this, They say this thing ended with a few Spartans left on a hill. No spears left. All those are broken. Practically no swords left. Those are broken, too. The Spartans are now fighting and killing Persians with rocks and with their teeth. How sweet is that? But eventually they do die. They die, but the Persian army goes down in the end. Persia loses this war, and frankly... Obviously, Alexander the Great came later. This was really the cap on the Persian Empire. About 7,000 men had to die for it, but this was the cap on the Persian Empire. It's important for you and I to understand something. We're constantly being told... A lie, And I see this all over the place, especially today with the stimulus bill, which we're about to discuss. There's a lie you're constantly told, constantly, that you're too little, they're too big, there's nothing you can do, you have no chance, you have no voice, all hope is lost, blah, 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 constantly. I'm looking at the things in this stimulus bill, and we're going to go over some of the things they're funding domestically, some of the things they're funding foreign powers. $600 for you and billions here and here and here. And people are so angry, and I understand that. And people today feel helpless, and they're calling for a veto. And it seems like nobody wants to veto this thing. And let's be clear about something on the stimulus bill here in the interest of accuracy. It's not just a coronavirus relief bill, it's a coronavirus relief bill attached to a year-end spending package. That's why there's so much terrible stuff in here. But people are realizing now cuz they've been waiting to see what's in the bill, what you know, come save us. They're dying for something. And so people were paying a unique amount of attention to what was happening. And they're seeing what Congress does now. They're seeing where your money goes, where my money goes, and people are disgusted, and they're scared, and they're angry, and you're being told this big lie. You've been told it your entire life that there's nothing you can do. Ah, you're just, just a little guy. There's nothing you can do. The powers that be, they own you. You can't ta- You can't take on Persia. What are you thinking? Just, just give in. Just let it go and give in, right? That's a lie. I'm going to tell you something. And it's hopefully going to be a bit of a gut check time thing for you. I am not obviously in control of your life, nor do you want me to be. I'm enough of a disaster on my own. But there's something you need to hear. Hang on, I'll tell you what it is. Until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me. On top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you ten bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com promo code Jesse.